Hello and welcome to the season one finale of the Perfect Strangers podcast. I, of course, as always, am your host, Furby Montano, otherwise known as Chubby Elvis on social media. This episode of the podcast is being brought to you by Creative and Caffeinated. Creative and Caffeinated is a small women-owned business out of San Diego, California, created by Amanda Cisneros. She creates and sells stickers, stationery supplies, accessories, and other handmade items from her digital designs. Many of these designs are geared towards fellow small business owners, artists, caffeine enthusiasts, with an emphasis on mental health and self-care. You can find more of these items at creativeandcaffeinatedshop.com. That's creative, the word and, caffeinatedshop.com. Thanks for shopping small. Now, I can tell you personally that Amanda is a fantastic artist. So much so that I actually bought one of her illustrations myself. And I have it hanging up on the wall literally right next to me as I speak in my office. And the mental health advocacy is just a bonus. Um, Amanda is just incredibly talented. Please go to her shop. Check it out. Check out what she has. She has amazing bags, stickers, um, anything you can think of, stationary stuff. She is just so talented. Please, creativeandcaffeinatedshop.com. All right. So as I said, today marks the season one finale of the Perfect Strangers podcast. And I want to thank everybody who's tuned in, everybody who's been a guest on the show, and anyone who has had kind words or anything to say about the show in general. I, I love that. And thank you so much for the support. It really means the world to me. I am so happy to be doing this show and talking to people who I otherwise would have only had, you know, direct messages with and comments with, you know, on social media. So this show has been so cool. I've gotten to know such great people. And I can't wait for you guys to hear season two because it's already in process, already going. But today... We have the ultra-talented Rebecca J. Now, Rebecca is a musician, singer-songwriter from Vancouver, Canada. Now, I saw Rebecca on TikTok, uh, first and foremost, like I do most of the people on this podcast, and uh, I saw that she had written a song uh, about mom guilt. And that was a very interesting song for me to hear, especially, I'm not a mother, obviously, because I'm a cis man. But it was an interesting concept and an interesting topic to talk about that I didn't think you heard a whole lot uh, in music. And I felt like it was a very honest take, which I very much appreciated. So I looked more at her videos, listened to more of her music, and I, she's a fantastic songwriter. Fantastic songwriter. You know, she's a great singer. She's a great guitar player. And I was so thrilled when I reached out and she said that she would do the podcast. You know, she's someone that I get the feeling writes the world as she sees it, and I appreciate the hell out of that. Now, I do want to preface this before you listen. I did have COVID when we recorded this, so this is going to be a little shorter episode. Um, I'm sorry for that. I was having a hard time keeping up and, uh, and dealing with all the COVID symptoms, so hopefully we can get Rebecca back on, get a full show, but I had to put this up because she was just a blast to talk to. Love talking about music. Love talking about guitar gear with her. And uh, yeah, so again, thank you all for a fantastic season one. Thank you to everyone who has been on this season. And we will see you guys in season two. And please enjoy Rebecca J.
Thank you very much. Hello, Rebecca. Nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you as I'm, well. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if you knew my real name. My real name is Furby. So nice to nice to meet you. Yeah, you, you mentioned it when you you messaged me originally, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yes, um, you're actually one of the few people that I've I've come across um, relatively recently um, on, okay. on TikTok. So. Um, I just, I heard your music, I heard you singing and I liked your songs that you write. So it was very interesting. I wanted to you, yeah. I wanted to get you on the show. Cool. Um, can you tell me a little about yourself? Yeah. Um, I'm 31. I'm a mom of two. <laughs> um, I have been playing guitar since I was 13 and that's when I kind of got into music, um, more just outside of like listening to it and stuff. Sure. And, um, just in the last year or like seven, eight months, I've got back into writing and, um, starting to make more of my own stuff. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really, I really enjoy the songs that you, that you write. Um, they're, they're very catchy and I can tell they, they come from a real personal space from you, which. Yeah. Really yeah. Like I, um, I just recently got out of a 15 year relationship. That's kind of what triggered me wanting to like pursue music again. So I, like I said, I, I started playing guitar when I was 13 and, um, I was really into it for a while. I w ended up with my high school sweetheart. We got married at 21 and stuff and started a family. So I kind of stopped pursuing that so much. Cause I was just focused on, um, being married, having my kids and like pursuing other goals. And, um, this last April, my, I don't want to get to, is it okay to get personal? Like, oh, I don't oh please, whatever you feel comfortable. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So my, um, my husband ended up cheating on me with somebody this last year and left me for that person. So it kind of, uh, I was at like a really low point back in April and I, as corny as it sounds, I turned to music again to kind of get through that time. Yeah. So that's what's most of the songs are about is my relationship, um, with my ex. I, I actually started, um, my Instagram music page just for fun to share with like family and friends and stuff. And, um, I started by posting songs that I had written for my ex, like love songs, because at the time I was obviously in a bad place and I thought it would be a good idea to like, I don't know, put myself back in the spot that I was when I wrote those originally. So I don't know, but it was fun. And it, it was, it was kind of what got the ball rolling. And then I had written some breakup songs since then. So. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm very sorry to hear about your relationship. I know that sucks, but you know, some, yeah. some light is coming out of it. It seems so that's, that's a good thing. Definitely. Yeah. I, like I, I mentioned, I have two kids, so um, he's thankfully still very involved in their lives and has them on weekends. So that's kind of been one of the other things that has been able to get me back into the pursuing my own hobbies is having that extra time to myself that I hadn't for had for years. So that is like the silver lining, I guess, out of this whole thing is being able to kind of get like a piece of myself back in the whole uh, nightmare of a situation. So, yeah. Isn't it funny how you can like, be in a relationship with someone for so long and you kind of forget your own identity in a way yeah. and, then, and then just being out of that boom like that person just comes back it's it's kind yeah. of wild I know even like my friends just like visiting and stuff after my separation they're like oh my gosh you're like so different you're like even though I was like sad obviously they're like you're like the old you before like you were 
with this person. And, and it wasn't always bad. I don't want to like sure. give that impression, but oh, yeah. yeah, you know, things change and time makes things uh, different than they were originally. So yeah, it's, it's cool to kind of have that coming back. And that's one of my goals for 2022 is being able to still play music and maybe even record some stuff and actually be able to release some stuff this year. So Awesome. And what, what's kind of your, um, your goal, I guess, with music, is it to record, to perform? Yeah, both. <laughs> the, the performing side of things is a little bit uh, scary for me. Um, I haven't really played like for people since I was in high school. That was where I did a lot of my performances. And then since then, I haven't. So it's like the thought of that scares me. But I, everyone I've talked to is like, oh, you just like the more you do it, the better you you feel about it and stuff. So I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, record definitely performing. We'll see. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I can tell you, uh, I don't know if you knew I'm a musician also. Yeah, um, I read your bio and stuff. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I always forget what I have on there. So I'm like, I don't yeah. <laughs> read or what. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I know for me, like I hadn't performed live in a couple of years. And the first time I went back on, it was like really nerve wracking. But then as soon as I was on, I was like, okay, cool. This is familiar again, you know? So yeah, it, it does come back. Um just, just that's good. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and I noticed you have some guitars and Mola bass. Is that a bass? Yes, yes. So I, I have yeah. a, I have my P bass back over here. Um, I do have a jazz master on the wall back here. Thanks. And then I'm not sure if you can see, but behind me, I have kind of oh. a stand of guitars back here. So awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my collection, if you will. Yeah, it's. That's cool. So do you have any songs that you've like released? I looked on your, your link, but it only took me to your podcast. So I didn't. Yeah. You know, I, um, I did like SoundCloud and stuff back in the day. Mm. Um, I haven't being honest, I haven't written anything in two or three years. Um, it's been mostly just me playing. Um, you know, if I'm being honest, like a lot of it was, uh, I tried to focus more on work and my career. Yeah. Which, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, something's bound to suffer and it's been music, unfortunately. Um, but that's, yeah, that's totally me too. So I get that. Yeah. You know, it, it happens, but I'm, I'm starting to play more again now, which I'm really appreciating. And, um, you know, honestly, just with, uh, like COVID and everything happening, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play live for much longer or, or how much longer or what have you. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get back and start doing that again. Um, yeah. Not to be a downer. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. COVID, uh. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like it dominates every conversation now. So I'll, how can it not? Right. It's affected so many people Yeah, all over the world. So it's like, it has to be at least mentioned in conversation. How could it not be? Right. Fair but enough. You tested positive. I did test but, positive. Yeah. Me, me and my fiance were, uh, we've been held up in the house for a few days uh, now. I'm so, sorry to hear that. You're doing okay though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're doing all right. Um, she has it a little worse off than me. Um, but you know, we're, we're, it just feels like a really bad cold, thankfully. Yeah. So, um, the thing that I was worried about, we went back to visit my family in New Mexico for the holidays. Okay. Tested positive, like the day after we came back. So I'm like, uh, oh, no, I hope I didn't spread it to anyone there. Like, yeah, it's That's always the worst part. Well, fingers crossed. That yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> where? So, where do you live? Uh, I live in Orlando. Okay. Yeah, so I'm 
way out on the other side, way away from my family. <laughs> yeah. yeah about, in, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, how about you? Where Where do you live? I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia. So in Canada here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Born and raised in Canada or? Yeah, I've yeah I've been here my whole life. So in cool. not specifically Vancouver, but like a suburb of Vancouver. Everyone just says Vancouver though, because you know that's no one's going to be like know really where we're talking about if I say my real real city. But yeah, so Fair enough. West I, Coast. I, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like I'm from Santa Fe, even though I'm from just south of Santa Fe. So oh, yeah, <laughs> no, nobody has any idea where I'm from. But yeah, <laughs> very cool. So um. You said you've been playing since you were 13. Have you always played guitar? Do you play anything else? Or I can, I dabble a little bit in piano, but I'm not like, it just, I can like bare minimum play. I'm not good at it, but yeah, just mostly guitar. And I bought myself a ukulele recently. So I've been cool. learning chords and stuff on that, but I'm definitely not good at it yet. <laughs> I was going to say, how's that going? Cause I've, I've never been able to actually be disciplined enough to learn ukulele. So yeah, <laughs> I always like when I hear people who, who play it, how's, how's that going? It's different because the tuning obviously is different than a guitar. So like the chord formations and stuff aren't the same as the guitar. So it's like a, a definitely a learning curve um, for that, but it's been fun. It's not like most of the stuff I've learned hasn't been too difficult. So That's good. I'm just mostly learning songs, not like making up my own stuff or anything on it yet. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to get there. I, I, yeah. can, I can tell you're like, you're super talented with, with guitar and songwriting. So I can well, tell you're you. probably going to get there. Yeah, of course. I, I I wouldn't have had you on if I didn't think you were you were really good. So I, yeah, I like your songs a lot. Um, can you tell me so like who are some of your your influences with, with songwriting and such? Oh, there's so many. It's hard. I'm not like a one genre or like one band kind of person. It's been kind of all over the map. Um, That's a good thing. I, I listened to like a lot of like 80s rock growing up. Um, that was what my dad was really into. So that was kind of like what got me into music is him um, like listening to stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is cool or whatever. And then it evolved from there. So like influences. Oh, that's so hard to say. Because I feel like <laughs> my music doesn't really sound like anything that I listen to. Like I don't even know like what genre like I would be specifically. But um, I guess like I really like Amy Mann, Julia Jacqueline. Nice. Um, <laughs> who else? <laughs> um, the Shins has have been a really big uh, influence since I was a teenager. That was like one of the first bands that I was like really obsessed with. I can hear that in your lyrics too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Taylor Swift, I can't fault her. She's an amazing songwriter too, and yeah. I just recently got into her music um, in the last few years and. She's cool, but yeah, nothing, nothing like specific, I guess. <laughs> Lots of singer songwriter stuff. I'm definitely like more like lyric driven sure. for like stuff that I, I write. Um, that's always been like something that's important to me is like having meaningful lyrics when I'm listening to stuff. Um, so yeah, anything that's like heartfelt and stuff I'm into. What kind of uh, like lyrical music do you, do you gravitate towards usually? What kind of lyric, like, what do you mean? Like a like more storytelling or more kind of happy, sad love. Um, I I like storytelling stuff, but I also like things that are not as like 
it doesn't necessarily like it can make it means different things to different people kind of thing you know so what am I trying to say um yeah so like more so um sorry I don't know oh you're fine (laughs) kind of like kind of like leaving it open to interpretation yeah yeah like I I like that more than like a specific story that goes through a song. Like I, I do enjoy so some songs that are more like storytelling, but I also like stuff that's like a little bit, like get to think about it a bit more, um, like what the meaning is. And like I said, it could be mean different things to different people. So I really like that and like um, trying to like think what I think the person was thinking about at the time, you know? So like, I guess, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what was the question? What kind of lyrics am I drawn to? Yeah. So I don't know more, unique and like cryptic lyrics, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's very, uh, very, very artisty of you. <laughs> if you yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so typical of me, but yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a ton of songs like it, you know, the songs that they sound like super happy, but then the actual lyrical content is kind of depressing. Like the, yeah. Um, I think like the most famous one is that third eye blind song. The do, do, do. Do, 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 song oh, yeah yeah i know that um what is it called uh semi-charmed life semi-charmed that life, that's the one yeah there. yeah i know i was actually with my boyfriend looking at the lyrics for it and we're like whoa there's some like pretty heavy stuff in here but like you wouldn't even know just like listening to the the music in the song so yeah i like that kind of thing too it's like stuff being not as it seems Another one that I can think of that's a similar song like that is uh, a song by the Smiths. I think it's called um, Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. Oh, yeah. It's like very like upbeat and like, I don't know. Great song. Punk pop, right? But then the lyrics are very depressing. (laughs) I like that. I like depressing stuff. (laughs) I like depressing stuff, too. I'm the same way. I I, I like stuff that's going to be a huge bummer for the night if you actually think about it too much. So Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like to cry to some music. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one of the reasons me and my fiance get along is we both like depressing shit when making fun of it after or like trying to like make some sort of light of it after. That's good. Yeah, like a, a dark sense of humor, <laughs> would Very you say? Dark. Very yeah. dark sense of humor, yes. Me me a little more so than her. But yeah. <laughs> you know. When are you you guys planning on getting married? Uh, next year, around next October, I think is okay. October 30th or this October, I should say. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2022 now. So that's cool. Yeah, it should be fun. We're, uh, we're planning on getting married at Disney, which is cool. Oh, nice. And, uh, Disney world, I guess since you're yeah. over. Yeah. Disney world. Cool. And hopefully, you know, everyone can come out for that and such. So that, that'll be really fun. Yeah. Fingers crossed that everything's starts to eventually get back to normal with, COVID, but I don't know. <laughs> Fingers crossed for you, though. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So you have two kids, you said, right? I do, yes. How, how old are your kids? Um, one is almost six, and the other is almost three. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> how, are, how are they? Are they, like, pretty similar, very different? Huh? Um, They're quite similar. Like, they're both, like, I know everyone probably says this about their kids, but they're both really smart kids and, like, very um, talkative, especially my son for his age, he's only three, but he's like saying like crazy sentences and he can like understand everything we're talking about. So it's 
a blessing and a curse because you have to like watch what you say around the kids, obviously, because they um, will parrot it back to you. But yeah, they're, they're quite similar. My son's definitely more uh, of a sensitive soul. And apparently that's how I was as a child. So I feel like it's kind of like karma for me, like giving my mom such a hard time. So now I have to deal with it with my son, but no, they're both really good kids and they, they also love music. And one of the best things about like me getting back into playing guitar and stuff again is like, my daughter will like listen to the songs that I'm I've written and I'm singing and she'll like sing along with me. And I'm like, that's like the best feeling ever. Like, I'm sure it's great with like pe- people who have fans, but like nothing's better than your kid, like um, liking what you do, you know? So that's been really awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And do they show any interest in like being a musician also or? Yeah. My daughter actually, she was doing gymnastics and now she is saying that she wants to take piano lessons, which I'm like mm. super stoked about. Cause I don't want to push anything on them. You know, like sure. I don't want to be like, Oh, pursue my dreams. Right. But if they're interested, I'm totally going to be there to support them in that. So um, I'm going to look into that for her. My son's still a little young, but he, he does like music. You can tell he, always dancing and stuff when I have it on. So very cool. Yeah. I think just having it around too, is going to help them be more interested in it. Right. Oh yeah. They pick up mom's guitar and start learning a few chords and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) My daughter actually just got her first like real guitar uh, for Christmas. So it's hard. And she's like, my fingers hurt. I'm like, you just gotta keep (laughs) going. Like it's a good pain. I promise. (laughs) But yeah. I remember when I was learning, uh, I was like, 14, 15 when I learned and uh or started learning, I should say. And um yeah, that was my thing. My fingers hurt and my teacher was like, Yeah, they're gonna hurt. Just get used to it. <laughs> I know. Do you still have calluses oh, for, yeah. for playing now? Yeah. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. See, and I was the genius. I learned on a steel string acoustic with like 13 gauge strings. So they were oh, so heavy. Yeah. And, and then the action was also like that high off the front. Oh, <laughs> So you like really trained your fingers. <laughs> like yeah, any part you play after that's going to be easy. <laughs> oh yeah, I see. I didn't realize people played with like really low action until I had been playing for like seven or eight years. Yeah. So I was playing with like, you know, slide basically, so I could play a slide. And then, uh, yeah, like I get to I I, I went to music school um, about twelve years ago, and um, they were like, dude, why don't you lower that, make it easier for yourself? I'm like. I didn't know that was a thing. All right, cool. Low, lower what? What? <laughs> <laughs> lower my what now? Hold on. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. But it kind of created an interesting sound when I was younger because, you know, the just the way the guitar works, pushing down like that almost made it go a little bit sharp every time I bent the note. Mm. So it almost created like this out of phase sound, which was kind of cool. But, yeah, you know, it... I don't do that anymore. <laughs> put it that way. Why, why would you put yourself through that pain? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, this is so much easier. Just like pressing down like that. Just a very yeah. little bit. <laughs> it's like, even like with playing an acoustic, an acoustic steel string versus an electric guitar, oh. right? Like the strings are so much easier to press down. Absolutely. Than electric. So, but I, I like practicing on acoustic more. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I feel like my songs are like more like acoustic songs, but I do have an electric guitar that I, I play occasionally um, for fun. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a couple acoustics too. I, I don't play them as much. Um, I feel like even when I'm doing just like singer-songwriter gigs and stuff that I've written before, I, I enjoy playing the electric more and just 
cranking it clean just because it's yeah i feel like i can have a lot more dynamic range like that because I'm, I'm a finger player i don't play with picks or anything yeah um, me neither so yeah being able to like slap the strings or add like a little percussive note i can make that come through a lot more through an amp rather than on an acoustic yeah uh, just just me but there are some guys they're they're insane they can like there's one guy on tiktok i don't know his name off the top of my head but he plays with like a full orchestra and he is oh, really? so he is so good at doing the percussive thing and like turning these like songs that you would never think someone could do on one guitar he turns them into these masterpieces and he has an orchestra behind him he's That's so, cool. so good i gotta i gotta send you a couple of his videos they're yeah. so awesome that's the crazy thing about TikTok is there's so many amazing artists on there. And that's what have been one of my favorite things about using TikTok is just finding all this cool talent and like listening to their stuff. So I love it. It's, it's such a good Absolutely. platform for that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think that there was probably this level of talent in the world always. Yeah. And we, we would see like that much of it just because exactly. we, there was no platform to watch it. Yeah, so there's just way more access, but it's it's awesome. It's it's exciting for artists and just creative people in general to be able to have something to share stuff on. Do you have any uh, any artists that you follow online? Like big ones or like anyone? Big little. There's there's one person that I've been following um, since the summer. I don't know if you know them, but his name's Ezra Glatt. He's a really good guitarist on TikTok and he's finally like getting a lot more uh, views and like followers and stuff, but he's just so talented. I, I don't know if you know who Nick Drake is. Yeah. I've heard but, like every, that. everybody um, says that he sounds a lot like Nick Drake reincarnated. So, okay. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> Very cool. It's, it's incredible. Like just, I, I'm terrible with names, so I just recognize people's faces. Um, yeah, you might have you might have gotten come past his video before. Yeah, seeing some people like, especially the songwriting aspect. There are so many good songwriters right now, or just yeah. always, but that I you see now, they have these songs that you're like, holy shit, man! Like this hit me right here. Yeah, <laughs> this is like and there's a, a one minute video. Exactly, and there's some people who like are writing all the time, like they write like a new song every day or something. And I'm like, that's obviously that's the goal right but it, mm -hmm. to be able to to do that that's uh talent for sure <laughs> i think it was paul mccartney that said that he did that oh really yeah he he wrote a new song every day even if it was bad and yeah every every and it was at least one song so he said most days he wrote two or three i'm like dude how do you yeah how do you have all that going that i just read a, a really cool book recently um, it's called how to write one song. I'm just going to look at the, I can't remember the, um, author, uh, Jeff Tweedy from, um, Wilco. He's like the yeah, yeah, yeah. singer of Wilco. Yeah. So it's a really good book and it, it just gives you tips on, on songwriting and stuff. And one of the things that he was saying is just like make time to write, like you said, even if it's bad or, or good, just like the practicing writing is going to be what helps you um, write. Oh yeah. I see it right here. This is so cool. Yeah, definitely recommend it. It's not too, um, it's not too like, Oh, this is the formula, how to write a good song. It's more just like how to put yourself into like the good mindset to, to write stuff.
That's so cool. Like I, I, I love reading stuff like that because you don't ever, at least I didn't when I was younger until very recently thinking like there's a whole process behind writing a good song. And I, I always just thought it was like, Oh, these people are just, you know, they're English majors and they're better yeah. than me or whatever, but no, there's like a whole formula that goes into it. Yeah. And he, he, the, just the first, like the opening introduction of this book just really like spoke to me. He was talking about how, like when you're in that like songwriting process, you're like super in the moment usually. And that's like the, why it feels so good is you're just like very present. And um, it's almost like your subconscious and your conscious mind are like both working together. Cause I don't know, you write songs. So you probably know the feeling of it, but like after you've completed it, you're like, Oh, how does this work so well? Like why, like, how did I come up with this? You know, sometimes like you don't, I don't know. I don't like sit there and think about what I'm writing. Usually it's just like comes out based on like how I'm feeling at the time or whatever. But uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. And that's what got me hooked on the book. So I was like, other people feel like this too. So that's awesome, you know, to feel like, how did I do this? But it's, um, he was saying that it's not just subconscious. You have to like, keep doing it, keep practicing it to, to make good songs. Cause for every like hundred terrible songs you write, you're going to have like a few good ones and yeah, that's worth it. It's to- It's definitely a muscle that you have to work yeah. on. That's for sure. Totally. Yeah, keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Like I, in, in my whole life, I had only written like six songs up until the last, um, this last year. And then this last year I have written 15 songs. So I was like, yeah, like I know it's not a lot compared to some people, no. but thank you. Awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, just because I've been doing it more. Right. And so it's, it gets easier. And some of the, like the songs that I've written, like latest, I've liked the most, even though, um, they may have been something I've written quicker than like songs in the past. So definitely, um, doing it more has been helping me to write more stuff and write stuff, more stuff that I like too. And what, what's kind of like your process about songwriting? Do you like have lyrics first, the music first? Like how, how do you usually like to do it? Um, I'm always writing lyrics down. If I like think of anything interesting when I'm like out or whatever, I have like notes in my phone um, that I write stuff down in, but usually if I'm like actually wanting to like construct a song, I'll start with some chords first and I'll just be playing around with that. And then I'll look through the notes that I have um, for any like song ideas and then just go off of what I've started and then continue writing from there. I find it easier to like write the rest of the lyrics after I have like a chord progression or like, you know what the song's going to sound like. Cause it's easier to like fit the words in better. Sure. So yeah, usually I start with the music and then, add the lyrics based off of something I've written already. So, And do you usually like going for like verses first, choruses first? Do you even think about that or? No, it's kind of different for every song. Um, sometimes something I wrote that I thought would be like a verse ends up being the chorus because it just fits better um, and sounds better to me. So it's kind of all over the place. I don't really have like a specific method. Um, I find though that the best times for me when I'm writing is when I'm just feeling like really like off, like mentally mm-hmm. and like not <laughs> like pretty depressed usually. So most of my songs are pretty sad. I have yet to make a song that's like happier, but I don't know, maybe one day, maybe I'll get some major chords and make it sound happy, even though the lyrics are sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually funny you say that. Cause the last song that I wrote, I wrote, um, I don't know, maybe about six or seven months ago. 
and uh, I I told myself, okay, because I, I was the same way. I always wrote like like kind of downer songs, if you will. Yeah. And then um, I was like, no, I'm going to write a happy song. So I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to make something that's going to make people cheerful and happy or whatever. Ended up being a song called uh, It's Gotta Get Better Than You <laughs> about my struggle of dating before I met my fiance. And just kind of oh, cool. saying like, like when I was on dates, like, oh my God, it's gotta get better than this chick, dude. Come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like a super upbeat song, but like the whole thing is very depressing. Like it's about like a relationship that didn't work and then kind of went into like my parents and their divorce and how like they weren't really right for each other and stuff. But I wrote a happy song that's kind of depressing. <laughs> A happy sounding song. I want to hear it though. It sounds interesting. <laughs> I think this might might uh, get me fired up to go ahead and record it. So yeah, <laughs> do been, it. I've been, I've been I've been waiting on it. I don't know why. Like this whole lockdown, I've been so like, I don't want to say against recording anything because that's not necessarily the right thing to say. But I just haven't done it. Like I haven't felt motivated to do it at all. Yeah, I don't know I why. Just haven't. Recording is the hardest part for me. Like I I really love writing and I really love just like practicing and playing for fun. But like the actual like recording part is, I don't know, stressful. I don't know a lot about recording and uh, I'm still learning how to, I, I have Logic Pro. So I'm learning how to use that. And I've been watching YouTube videos and stuff to figure things out, but I'm like a really like a hands-on learner too. So even like watching something, I'm like, I don't, someone has to like physically show me or I have to like physically do it myself to like get it. So it's been hard to um, get to a point where I feel comfortable enough to like actually like release something that I've recorded because I know that it's not as good as it needs to be, (laughs) but yeah. So I, I feel you. I don't know if that's the same as you, but just getting motivated to record is hard. No, even with I, time. <laughs> yeah, I, I 100% agree. It, it also doesn't help my last experience recording. Um, it was with the band. Um, it was maybe about four years ago. Um, we did it like the old school way, which I didn't really want to do. But like we went into a studio and set everything up. And it was it was a lot. But um, so like yeah, record everything at the same time, like just live. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So we were doing like a like everyone was in a different room and the singer was in their own vocal booth and oh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, the the engineers who recorded it, they just yeah, they they weren't. I loved them; they're great guys. That wasn't their best work. And then us, we were having a very off day, so that didn't really uh, help either. Yeah, and uh, that that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So I, I need to, before that, it was just me. I always did everything myself. Um, yeah. so, so are you, are you a bit of a control freak when it comes to that kind of stuff? You're like, I'd be like in control fully. <laughs> That's how I am. I'm just asking. I'm not necessarily a control freak. I'm one of the, I'm the type of person that I need to not necessarily be inspired, but I have to be in the zone. Mm-hmm. And if, if I'm being forced to being put in a studio and like saying, okay, perform now. Yeah. Like, I, I don't work well like that. If it's on stage, it's a little different because then, you know, you have the crowd and the energy and it's a live performance. So, so it's supposed to be a little off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but uh, when it comes to being in a studio, I just prefer to be like, you know, come and fire up my computer and lay down a couple tracks. Be like, okay, that sounds good. And then if I want to walk away, I can. Like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm, I don't, yeah. I don't feel like I'm wasting money, like walking away to go, you know, drink some water or use the bathroom or something when I'm from the studio I'm like well you know I'm paying for this so let's not yeah let's not do that 
Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, I've never, I've never recorded, like I've only done home recording stuff. So I, I've never had that experience, but I definitely, I understand where you're coming from. Like being able to just at your leisure, you know, record when you feel in the zone and in the mood to do it, like you're going to produce better stuff, obviously. At least for me, that's the case. Um, I know a lot of people who they perform better, you know, in the studio and they have a dedicated time and it's just not really me. Yeah. I'm everyone's, not, everyone's different, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, yeah. So tell me about your, I, I noticed the first thing I noticed about you in your first video, you were playing that telly, a telecaster. Oh I yeah. It, I thought it was like absolutely gorgeous. So what, I know. I love it. <laughs> what, what kind of like, how long have you had that guitar? What's just what's a few months. Okay. Yeah, I, that was actually the first electric guitar that I bought. So I, I, as I was mentioning, I mainly play acoustic. I got my first guitar actually from Costco when I was 13. It was like one of those bundles, like comes with the bag and everything. Right. And so I, I had that for a long time and I upgraded um, like six, seven years ago to this um, Canadian made guitar. It's, I don't know if you know, Seagull brand. Yeah. Yeah. I love Seagulls. I used to have a, a Seagull acoustic forever. Yeah. So that's what I had after my, my first Costco Yamaha guitar. <laughs> and then, um, I just bought myself a Taylor, um, electric awesome. acoustic in awesome. the summer. And then I was like, I need an electric guitar just for fun. So I got the Telecaster back in the summer, but, uh, yeah, I really, really like it. It's, it's a definitely like different playing in electric. So I'm still, uh, getting used to that, but, it's it's nice to have like a, a nice guitar to play or even with my tailor too because I, I haven't had like a really nice guitar. So I treated myself <laughs> this summer. You. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Taylors are like amazing guitars. I love Taylor guitars. Yeah. I went and played a bunch at um, a local music store that we have here. And um, I just like really, really loved this one. And I was like, okay, it's done. <laughs> I'm getting this one. <laughs> Took it home that day. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I keep having a okay. coughing attack. <clears throat> That's awesome. I, no, I love Taylor guitars. I've uh, I've always wanted one. I've just never pulled the trigger for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I I told you I separated from my my ex, and we ended up selling our house, so we each got a little bit of money from from that. So that was why I could afford one. Oh, that's very cool, though. That's a, that's a cool thing when you can treat yourself to, to something like that. So. Yeah, I'm like it's been a hard year for me. I'm like I deserve this guitar. So yeah, of course. And it was the first. Well, other than my um, my acoustic that I got from Costco, that was my first guitar that I purchased from uh, for myself um, without my ex because he's also a musician. <laughs> and um, yeah, we kind of like bought stuff together, so it was nice to like have something that was like my own that I got myself and sure. wasn't like attached to him in any way. So. Gotcha. That's fair. And the, so are, do you usually go for like musicians or anything like that? Or. Well, so I think <laughs> no, I don't. Um, he, <laughs> well, I'm, I, like I said, I'm 31 and we met when we were like really, really young, uh, like six years old and we were friends and stuff. And then we got together when we were 14. So okay. um, he was really only the uh, only person I have, a, I ever dated. So I don't like, didn't really have like a type. <laughs> it was just, he just happened to be a musician as well and stuff so fair enough 
Right. That's another, uh, one of the other cool things that um, I've done this year is like, I, I mentioned that I wrote a lot of my older songs, like love songs for him. And we had wrote stuff together and I was, I've been collaborating a bit with some people I've met online and writing music with them um, too, which has been cool. Cause I've only ever written stuff with my ex. So it's nice to kind of like branch out and um, collaborate with other people other than him. So that's been fun. What's, what's that? What's that process like writing with people that you've met online? I've never done it before. It's, I was so nervous. Um, the first time I, I actually met this guy on Bumble and we never ended up dating. We just ended up talking about music and became friends. And I went and met up with him and we just jammed at his house. And um, yeah, it was, uh, we just came up with some chords and then I wrote the lyrics and stuff for it. But yeah, it was really cool. Like I was actually pretty surprised, like how natural it felt and not like it wasn't like awkward at all but i think it depends also on the people you're you're with right so i think me and him just happened to jive like musically so yeah it and then there was another person i collaborated with just online i haven't met them in person yet even though they, they live near me and uh they they sent me like a song that they had written and they wanted like an extra verse um, for someone else to sing. And he thought that I'd be a good fit for that. So I wrote something for that and we're going to be recording it in the new year. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting. I, I'm, I think that there's a lot of people who want to work with other people and um, even if it's not seriously, but just for fun and stuff and just putting yourself out there and being open to that kind of thing. Um, there's lots of opportunities around yeah honestly it's it's never even crossed my mind to try to write with someone that i've met online but that's yeah like that i mean you'd think it would right that seems like common sense but no that's that's really cool that you're doing that that's uh yeah it's it sounds like a ton of fun <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely been been really fun and i i'm pretty like socially awkward as a person just in general and i i'm like I don't know. I get nervous. Like even doing this is um, out of my comfort zone, but I'm trying to say yes to things that like, I would normally be like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Cause I'm like too scared. Right. So sure. it's pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. I can only be good. Well, at least if it's like a positive thing you're doing. Right. So, yeah. No, I, well, I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, first of all. Well, thank you for <laughs> reaching out. <laughs> no, of course. Of course. That's, that's what the whole, everything behind this is to get to know people that I only know online. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you, what, what kind of made you have that shift where, where you said you want to start saying yes to more things? It's definitely because of my separation. Um, I thought like with my ex, we had been together for 15 years. Like I thought we were soulmates, you know, we we're going to be together forever, have two kids together, obviously have a house together like there was no point in my life where I was like, Oh, like we're probably not going to be together. So just having that, like, um, that complete shift in like how my life is going really like made me think about like, what do I want out of life? You know, like, do I want to just like, I, we are fine, I guess, but, um, you get into like a comfort zone with somebody or, and even just in your life. Right. And, um, having that happen and make me realize that like, Oh, things aren't always going to go the way you plan. So like, why not do things that you are excited about and that you're passionate about? And so a part of that is, um, stepping out of my comfort zone and being more vulnerable too, and like sharing online, which is something I haven't done with my music before. So yeah, just pushing myself out of my comfort zone because life's too short to just 
do nothing, you know, <laughs> and not do things that you're excited about. No, I, I, I love that. I love that frame of mind. That's, that's, that's awesome. Like I, I struggled with that too, like saying no to things a lot. And yeah, I kind of had a, a shift to at one point saying like, okay, we'll just say yes and see what happens. And yeah, it was, it was very positive for my life. So um, that's great. I, I, I always love hearing when people have that same shift. Cause it's, I, I know that it's, it always leads to good things. So exactly. Um, I'm, I'm happy that you're, you're experiencing that. That's cool. Yeah. I like to call 2021, like the, worst and best year of my life because although like it was really bad to start out with like good things have come out of it so i'm excited for 2022 and seeing where that goes and just continuing to say yes to things like this <laughs> yeah I, you know it's funny that you say um it was the best and worst year of your life i don't know why i got in this habit when i was like eight years old but for New Year's every year, even if it was just to myself, I, I would always make like a little toast, like here's to the best year of my life. And then <laughs> that's it. So this was the first year I didn't do that. I don't know why. It was very um, weird. Like I yeah. noticed, I noticed it yesterday. I was like, huh, I didn't toast myself. This is, that was very weird. Like I, it was like every year I always make like a point to do it. And this year I didn't do it or last year I didn't do it for some reason. Yeah. So, I don't know where I, was, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, but you had <laughs> you have COVID, right? So like, let's blame it on that. Yeah, <laughs> That's damn, why you didn't say it. <laughs> damn COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I wanted to ask you about one of your songs that I really liked the thought process or not even thought process, just the subject matter. Um, the one okay. you did about mom guilt. How did, oh, that, yeah. how, how did that come along? Um, I actually wrote it in the summertime when my kids, um, were here with their friends and they were all playing in my, the kids room. And I was just like, so stoked to have like a second to myself where they were like all playing nicely. So I was like playing guitar for a little bit and just thinking about like, I don't know, you don't have kids, right? I don't have kids. No, no. But like as a parent, especially as like a perfectionist, I'm really hard on myself when it comes to like how I'm parenting my kids. And like, if I am like grumpier one day or like shorter with them, like I feel so bad like afterwards. And I'm just like, why can't I just be like, <laughs> I don't know. Why can't my love for them make things easier sometimes? Right. So, um, I don't know. I'm just writing that thinking about my kids and like, how challenging motherhood was for me, even though I wanted it so badly. Um, so that's something I, I struggle with and I never had, I haven't, I hadn't written anything other than stuff about like my breakup. And so that was like the first song this summer that I had written that was about something other than my separation. So, um, that means something to me in that way too. But yeah, just, I think a lot of parents probably relate, but just like not knowing if you're doing a good enough job and feeling, feeling guilty about that. And like, even if you chose it, it's like still hard, you know? I know. I mean, obviously I can't relate, but I, I yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I get what you're saying though. And I, I truthfully, I sent that to my mom actually. Uh, <laughs> I sent it to her and I was like, Hey, check this song out. And she was like, Oh my God, that was so great. Like she does such a good job. And oh, thanks. Yeah. So if it helps at least, one of my parents related to it because she was like, yeah, that's so true. And you never know if you're doing a good job and you're always worrying if your kids like you or if you're doing, you know, doing the right thing by them. And yeah. You know. and so I thought I'd pass that along to you at least. Well, thank you. And the, yeah. the, um, 
the bridge part of that song, I, one of the lines is I wanted this so bad. So why is it so hard? And I think that, um, a lot of parents too, we like think about motherhood or fatherhood or parenthood just in general. And just like, it's so like romanticized, I think too, like, Oh, it's going to make your life like so amazing. And it is, it really is. But like, I think we, people are talking more now, but like the hard parts of it, especially like within our culture and society and like how busy just life is in general, how, how difficult it is to, to parent. And we even now have more access to see like how other people are parenting. Um, kind of like what you were mentioning before, like we, there's lots of talented, talented people and there always has been, but we're now able to see it more. And I think that's like another side of social media is like, we see everything more now, just like people's lives um, more. So it's easy to compare yourself to other people and be like, Oh, like this person's doing this for their kid's birthday. Like, should I be doing this? You know, like, am I being a good enough parent? Am I feeding my kids good enough food? Am I using gentle enough parenting? You know, there's just so many, so much information, which is great and can be overwhelming at times to know like whether or not you're doing good enough. No, I, I, I completely get that. I mean, maybe not from a parent standpoint, but just the internet in general, it's full of that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's easy to compare yourself. Like, why am I not as rich as them? Why am I not as popular as them? Why am I not as skinny as them or what have you? Like, yeah. it's very, very easy to get caught up in online. Totally. It's a negative, I guess, of social media, but there's so much positive too. So it's oh, yeah. a balancing act, I think, <laughs> with what think, you expose yourself to. <laughs> I, th- I think it's all about what you seek out, right? Like, I mm-hmm. think if, if you seek out that negativity and that, you know, those thoughts that are going to be keeping you up at night or making you feel bad, you're going to find it. And if you seek out stuff that inspires you and makes you feel better or, you know, makes you want to do better, yeah, you'll find that too. It's all, you know, a matter of me and you, you know, you as a person than an individual. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. So, yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, is there anything uh, you want to tell people about your music can they find it anywhere anything like that or you haven't quite put anything out right right now just on instagram i have uh igtv igtv videos under uh, rebecca j music um and hopefully (laughs) i will be on other streaming platforms um this year so that's that's the goal but yeah for now just instagram and um uh, tiktok i finally reached a thousand followers so i'm hoping to do some live um, stuff on there. Also Rebecca J music on TikTok. <laughs> That's a uh, J J A Y E. Correct. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, I've got to be honest with you. I'm having coughing attacks over here. <laughs> so uh, I, I may have, I, no, 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 no. I may have to cut this short. If that's okay with you. I, I do apologize. Um, having a hard time talking. If I'm being honest with you. Um, no worries. I but, hope you feel better. <laughs> thank you so much. And Rebecca, I do Thank you so much for being on. I, I would love to have you back on again when I'm feeling a little better and we can talk a little more and go a little more in depth and such. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, right. Rebecca, thank you so much again. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks. And thanks Hope you both feel better. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.